Blog Talk Radio. Hey, if you're looking for informative and educational sports radio and not the same jargon and bumble for hours and non-related sports issues, then Sports Beat, your alternative, is next as part of Mountain Meadow Productions. Stay tuned. Productions and Sports Beat Radio. This is Sports Beat, a provocative, insightful, informative, and educational show that we hope will educate the sports listener to the specific of sport. With interviews, analysis, and a comprehensive look at the topics we feel will be appealing to the listener. And with that said, we're not just your average call-in, same subject, same question over and over sports radio, but we like to think of ourselves as informative and educational radio. So why not sit back, and for the next 30 minutes or so, we hope you'll find the program informative, educational, and above all, enjoyable. And with that said and done, this is Sports Beat, and we're coming at you live. And I'm your host, John Spooler. So everybody, welcome to this middle-of-the-month day, the 15th day of September 2022, as we uh, approach fall. Hope all is well with all of you, thanks so much for joining us on another segment of Sports Beat Radio Talking Sports. And today we're going to be making our football picks. We didn't do it last week, uh, as usual. Some unusual type of activity in the NFL. Uh, the New York Jets, with all the hype in the papers and everything, and Robert Sala as the next Vince Lombardi. It didn't really work out that well. Uh, I think the Jets' best hope to score is from their defense because their offense was non-existent. Then you had the Bears winning. People said they couldn't win, and Mitch Trubisky, their new quarterback, uh, uh, or excuse me, Trubisky, I was thinking of another, uh, he's the Steelers. Uh, the uh, Bears quarterback uh, was able to rumble for their first uh, uh, win. Uh, you had a big win by the Chargers. Uh, who many feel could be a Super Bowl contender. So uh, then, of course, you had the uh, uh, miraculous win by uh, the New York Giants. And, of course, now uh, Brian Dable, their head coach, is now the new messiah of New York. You know, that could have backfired easily. Now, I was impressed that he went for the the two points because you always go, you're always taught to go for uh, the points. You know, so the, the extra point would have been what you go for. But, uh, you know, he he had a, a move there. He had a thought. And uh, I think that really goes well in the locker room. Although that could have backfired easily because uh, Saquon Barkley should have been tackled in the backfield on that two-point conversion. And the uh, Titan uh, defender missed him. And then, of course, you know, the Titans still had that opportunity at the end of the game to kick the field goal, and they missed it. So, uh, you know, the life of a kicker, it goes on. So the uh, show today, the topic, uh, we were picking on Rutgers University. We actually like to pick on them, as I said, because uh, they are corrupt. There's no doubt about it. The evidence shows it, and so are a lot of other schools. And so Rutgers' $60 million deficit. This is the same place that spends a half a million dollars on food for their players, a failed program, even though they're 2-0, and now they're going to play another losing team, Temple, so they'll be 3-0. and 
So we're going to get to that, but before we get to it, we're going to make our uh, football predictions. And uh, the first game, of course, is the Browns and the Jets. The Browns are six-and-a-half-point favorites, 39.5 over and under. The Giants and the Panthers, uh, that game will be uh, here in New Jersey. Two-and-a-half-point favorites are the Giants over the Panthers with a 42.5 over and under. The Ravens, who come off that uh, annihilation of the Jets last week, uh, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Dolphins. That could be an interesting game. The Dolphins have a very good defense. Uh, of course, they have Tyreek Hill now. And, uh, you know, we'll see how they fare. It'll be a good test for them. But they are an underdog. That is the Dolphins at three and a half. The Colts, who tied uh, the Texans last week, how do you predict a tie? Very difficult. But the Colts are three and a half over the Jags. The Jags are home in Jacksonville, 44 and a half over and under. The Bucks, who uh, did a pretty good job with uh, the endless and ageless one, Tom Brady, over the uh, Dallas Cowboys last week where they lost uh, Zach Prescott for several weeks, I believe eight weeks with the, uh, the injury to his hand. Uh, the uh, Bucks are two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Saints, 44-and-a-half over and under. The Lions are favored over the Commanders, two-and-a-half points over the Commanders, which, of course, were the Washington football team, which, of course, were the Washington Redskins at one point. Um, the Commanders uh, are the underdog there, 48 Point five. Even though the Lions uh, are really the doormat team, they have played very, very well for Coach Campbell. Uh, they, they have not quit last year. They were in the game, most of the game against the Eagles, losing that first game. And so uh, they are picked to win over the Commanders. The Patriots, one and a half over the Steelers, 40.5 over and under. The Rams, ten and a half after their pounding last week against Buffalo. Uh, the Rams, 10.5 over. The Falcons, 47.5 over and under. The 49ers with uh, Trey Lance, 9.5 over. The Seahawks, uh, who beat the Broncos. Uh, Geno Smith having his uh, illustrious time in the sun for the Seahawks last week and their one-point victory over the Broncos. Uh, 9.5 are the 49ers over. The Seahawks, 42.5 over and under. The Bengals, 7.5 over. The Cowboys, be interesting to see how the Cowboys come back now after their loss of both their quarterback and that game. Um, and also the uh, Broncos, 10.5 over the Texans, 44.5 over the uh, spread. Raiders, 5.5 over the Cardinals, who looked terrible last week against the Chiefs. They looked like they weren't ready to play at all. Uh, 51.5 over and under the Packers, 9.5 uh, losing their uh, opener again like they did last year against the Saints over the Bears. That's supposed to be one of the sports' uh, biggest rivalries, and uh, that is uh, a 9.5-point favorite over the Bears, 42.5 over and under. And the Monday night game, we have two games. Uh, the Bills, 9.5 over the Titans, 49.5 uh, over and under, and the Eagles, are two and a half over the Vikings, 50.5 over and under. Um, in looking at it, I think the um, Commanders could probably beat the Lions. Uh, you know, I think the Dolphins could probably beat the Ravens, but neither team are favored. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. So that is a look at the picks for this week, the over and unders, as we enter week two uh, in the National Football League and uh, – the kickoff has commenced. So what about Rutgers? 
how about the deceit, the corruption, the lies, the cover-ups? And we use them because they are our New Jersey State School, a coach that's being paid uh, $35.5 million. So far, a cream puff schedule. Uh, Boston College was supposedly uh, a tough team to play, but they didn't look it. Although I always, as I said the other day, I throw out first games because football is a game where you really have to not gel for a couple of weeks. It's not like other sports that you play more often. And so here we are now, the most recent deficit. This is a school that, uh, you know, uh, allows their players hundreds of dollars a day and DoorDash food, lobsters, and uh, also uh, a governor of New Jersey who can't seem to lower any of the uh, unbelievable property taxes of which the uh, New Jerseyans pay the highest in the country, but he can give $150 million to a school that's already corrupt by uh, letting them uh, once again renovate their stadium. So let's talk about it. Let's uh, see what's happening. So Rutgers' annual operating deficits keep piling up. You know, the cash-strapped athletics division received its largest share of yet a Big Ten conference revenue during the 21-22 fiscal year, which just ended on June. But it's still projecting at least a $60 million budget deficit. And that's an improvement from the prior two years when Rutgers posted record back-to-back annual operating deficits of $73 million. You might think they were the Alabama tied the way they spend money. But instead, they're a team and a school of ineptitude, particularly the way they use finances and taxpayers' money. So the athletics division's 53.2 million share of the Big Ten conference revenue in 21-22, much of it from television, was whittled down by more than $10 million to repay two loans from the conference, leaving Rutgers with yet another sizable budget gap. And the share of Big Ten revenues was almost $17 million more than what Rutgers received in 2021, when the university received its first full share of conference money. But revenues had taken a hit that fiscal year because of COVID testing, and fewer games played and no fans allowed in the stands. So with that, Rutgers officials declined to provide details about athletic spending and revenues for the fiscal year that just ended. Of course, they, they don't have to answer to anybody. They answer to themselves. We'll take your taxpayers' money. We'll spend it totally unwisely and corruptly and dishonestly, and we won't tell you about it. Why? Well, because we're Rutgers. We can do that. No accountability, which is the way the world is today. So including the final budget shortfall, saying they wouldn't release that information until an audit was completed in December or January, four or five months away. So invoices that the USA Today Network New Jersey obtained through public records, and this is all documented, show that uh, its share of Big Ten television revenue alone came to $43 million in 21-22, and that means the conference distributed almost $600 million combined to its 14 members. But although Rutgers anticipated increased enthusiasm for its football program to help boost revenues last year, season ticket sales were lower than for all but one other season over the past decade. Rutgers' own budget projections from a year ago for 21-22 show that athletic spending was expected 
to increase by about 15% more than $135 million, another all-time high. And revenues were projected to increase by $33 million. And when those revenues are limited to money generated by the athletics division with out-of-state and university aid, the operating budget shortfall comes to more than $61 million. So television payouts are expected to climb substantially in 2023 when the Big Ten uh, new multi-billion dollar TV contract takes place. And the average payout to the conference is expected to be a little more than $1 billion annually over seven years. And the revenues are expected to be lower to start and escalate over the course of the contract. And the money will be split 16 ways after USC and UCLA joined the Big Ten. They don't join that until 2024. There's a lot of uh, fans who think it's going to happen this year. It won't happen until uh, 2024, those two teams coming in. That'll be two more teams that Rutgers can lose to. So the experts say each school could receive as much as $70 million in 2030, and that would come to $27 million more than the conference sent to each team this year, but it still would not be enough to cover uh, Rutgers' budget shortfalls without a change in its finances, such as an increase in revenues from ticket sales or donors, and reining in spending on salaries and debt payments. So unless there's a new management style and a new management philosophy and cost discipline, and there won't be any of those things, then Rutgers can expect to see continued deficit. Andrew Zimbalist, he's a sports economist teacher who teaches at Smith College and who is the president of Drake Group, which advocates for academic integrity in college sports. He said just how high those deficits will depend on several factors. And he said this, he would quote, it's not completely inconceivable that Rutgers will start to play better football. And they'll get more people in the stands and they'll generate some extra revenue that way. So I can't predict that, but in terms of having ongoing athletic department deficits, the tens of millions of dollars, I think it's pretty clear that that's what's happening for the indefinite future. So uh, Rutgers President Jonathan Holloway, he acknowledged the athletics may never break even, adding that the division accounts for less than 3% of the university's more than $5 billion budget and that few activities at the universities make a profit. Profitability, he says, is not a test that we apply to determine if we should undertake important activities or initiatives. The university said in an email in response to questions the network asked Holloway, the university will continue to invest, this is Holloway talking, the president of the uh, university, in programs including athletics that help tell a compelling story about Rutgers and our students one that inspires applicants, alumni, and friends to learn more about what we have to offer as a university. Well, we know what they have to offer. Corruption, lies, cover-ups. That's what they have to offer. A school that spends and spends and spends for a program that sucks. So, you know, the Rutgers alumni, oh, well, you know, we're 2-0. and You've beaten two cream puff teams. And you're going to beat another one probably uh, at uh, Lincoln Financial this uh, Saturday when you take on Temple. And a governor that's giving you $150 million to, uh, of taxpayer money to already revenue a stadium <clears throat> excuse me, that has already been renovated. Where does it stop? Where does it end? When do people open their eyes to 
with these bumpkins who are stealing your tax dollars for games when the idea of college is to educate people. And, you know, we said it numerous times when we attack all this, is that uh, the name of the game is today, uh, you know, let's take the student's money, let's increase the student activity fee, let's increase the tuition so we can pay for our uh, so-called football team. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Rutgers University is the only one. There's a lot of them, but they uh, are uh, mandating kind of an ignorance, a cockiness about themselves. We'll do what we want. We don't have to, we're, you know, we're going to talk. We'll give you the information December or January when we get to it. No accountability. And a president of a university whose brain is half-baked. So Rutgers' expenses, they continue to climb even during the height of the COVID pandemic when it was the only Big Ten public university to increase athletic spending during the 2021 season or fiscal year. And its athletics deficit for 21-22 might even be higher than projections with expenses that could not be anticipated from extravagant credit card spending to losses from a late invitation to the Gator Bowl where they got ass-whipped. They deserve to be in the Gator Bowl about as much as, uh, you know, we deserve it. The only reason they got there is because of uh, Texas A&M players came down with COVID. They couldn't go, and so uh, the committee gave them. They couldn't beat Maryland at the end of last year, and Maryland wasn't a great team, and they got asked by Maryland, and they got destroyed by Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl. Shows you where all your money's going. So the network pieced together nearly $1.2 million in costs for Rutgers to play in that bowl game, and that's the only partial accounting since Rutgers Athletics has refused to say how much it's spent. No, we don't have to answer to you. I don't have to answer to you. We'll take your tax money. We'll take a dopey governor who likes to give us more money that we don't deserve, and we'll do what we want. Clear. It's clear. All the evidence is there. You can't argue evidence. You can't argue truth. Truth always prevails, and we're seeing this institution for what it is. Not the institution, the morons that run it. And they continue to be corrupt. So a recent review by the network of more than five years of credit card charges by athletics, more than 30,000 purchases totaling nearly $10 million showed little restraint when spending on extravagances for athletes, coaches, and recruits, including a luau and Sunset Beach Yoga in Hawaii, Disney World and Broadway show tickets, and luxury hotels in Paris and London. This is for a losing football team. Losers are being uh, – Queen Elizabeth probably didn't get these kind of perks, and she was a stalwart figure in British history. So football players ordered, as we mentioned before, $450,000 through DoorDash from May 21 through June of this year, according to a review of invoices and other documents obtained by the network. Rutgers received about $10 million a year during its first six years in the Big Ten, an amount based on what it made in its previous conference. That was about one-fifth of what most Big Ten members received those years, putting Rutgers at a great disadvantage as it spent increasing amounts of money on facilities, salaries, 
equipment to play catch up and with other conference schools. Maryland and Nebraska also did not receive full shares during their first six years. So unlike Rutgers, USC and UCLA will receive full shares of Big Ten revenue in their first year in the conference. And Rutgers acknowledged in a recent email that it talks with the conference about the disparity, and the university declined to provide details. Of course, you know, we don't have to answer anybody. How many times do they decline taking their Fifth Amendment right when they're stealing money from taxpayers? Unbelievable. It's just the story is unbelievable. So this year, Rutgers was counting on ticket sales to boost revenue one year after a season when the pandemic kept fans out of the stands. And while the men's basketball team played at two sellouts, attendance lagged for football despite high hopes in Greg Schiano's second year back as head coach. Football is usually the revenue driver for college athletics. Not all the time, but for the most part it is. Like, for instance, Duke, their basketball team, really is the moneymaker for that university. But football is really the driving force. So football ticket sales in 2021 came to $7.1 million for six home games, $4.5 million less than Rutgers' first season in the Big Ten when it also played six home games. And Rutgers did not provide ticket sale information for its other teams, of course. So they are digging its way out of more, Rutgers that is, $250 million in debt, which included more than $80 million in loans from the university and $48 million from the Big Ten to cover its escalating operation costs. And it still owes $31 million in principal. And millions of dollars more in interest to the conference, which will be paid through June 2026. Holloway, our illustrious president of Rutgers, uh, he said – he is considering forgiving the university's loans to athletics, which were in violation of its own policy and came largely from taxpayers and students. Isn't that amazing? You know, here, here is a college president, like a CEO, saying, well, you know, we will forgive all the taxpayer money. It's like a slap in the face. You know, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. Um, but anyway... The university spokesman said in August that a decision has not been made on forgiving those loans. Uh, I'm sure they will. Uh, and then it wouldn't be the first time that the university has forgiven loans to athletics. It's previously paid more than $20 million for stadium and athletic center repairs, upgrades for equipment needed for the Big Ten TV network, and fees to exit the Big East Conference. You have to pay fees to leave just as much as you do to enter. So the documents show that the university planned to lend most of that money to athletics, but they either forgave or canceled the loans. So Rutgers Athletics has had the largest deficits among public universities in a major conference for several years and $450 million in deficits since this, uh, deciding to join the Big Ten went way back in 2012 an amount that is largely covered by taxpayers and students, which kind of evidences what we've already said. Expenses are expected to continue to climb in coming years, and Rutgers likely will need to take out more loans to help pay for a $150 million football operations center and $80 million in renovations to the basketball arena, even with $100 million in state legislation recently approved to cover some of the cost. Of course, that's our illustrious governor. It was actually $150 million, not $100 million. So, in conclusion, Rutgers has told Chiano that it wants to raise enough donations to cover half the cost of the proposed football operations 
center before moving ahead with the project, but it's had trouble raising money in the past. So Rutgers' recent capital projects, a practice facility and an academic support building, have been funded largely by tax credits and loans and about a third of the cost covered by donations. And over the past 11 years, the university raised a total of $91 million for capital projects, and according to a document provided by Rutgers University Foundation, and donations have been slow to arrive this year. And athletics raised $10 million for projects during the 2021 calendar year, but had collected just $2.9 million this year as of August 22nd. So there you have it, the $60 million deficit of our illustrious university. Rutgers, known as Queens College. The history goes all the way back to uh, post-American Revolution. I believe the school may have been there before. One of the oldest institutions uh, being dragged down because of the bastardization of money. And you know what's amazing is these people who supposedly are educated, like Halloway, the president, and uh, some of these other people who run the fiscal policies of universities uh, are probably bigger criminals than some of the criminals that are out walking around, taking taxpayers' money, forgiving loans from taxpayers, throwing away money, not being accountable, not uh, answering questions from the press where they have uncovered numerous discrepancies, uh, you know, having their players have DoorDash and lobster dinners and, uh, you know, Disney tickets and everything else. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, you know, people have to get their heads out of their butts and realize what's going on in an already corrupt state. This is a corrupt state, New Jersey. And we have a governor that doesn't give a damn. He's a, he's a, a, a guy who basically likes to just give money away. $150 million to a university that's already millions and millions in debt, a university that has wasted and stolen and lied and been corrupt and cheated the taxpayers out of their money. And there's no accountability. And yet, you know, we can skewer a former president, raid his home, uh, Mike Lindell, for those of you who didn't know, he is the CEO of uh, MyPillow, one of the uh, most successful companies in America, worth $400 million. Uh, at a restaurant, I believe he was at a uh, fast food restaurant uh, a couple of days ago and was accosted by the FBI. They wanted his phone. And why? Because he voted for Trump. He's a supporter of Trump. That's why they wanted his phone. Can you imagine... If this continues, what kind of a state we're going to be? Accosting one of the biggest businessmen, not that, not that he isn't totally honest, but they had no right to do it. And, they, you know, and yet they do all these things, and they let people like this and universities like that steal taxpayers' money without accountability. The whole thing is uh, you need to wake up, people, and see what's going on. And it's not good. And, you know, even if they were a winning team like Alabama, it's still inexcusable. It's a third-rate program, and I don't put the school down. I don't put Coach Ciano down. He's trying his best to make it what he can, bring back what he had in the Big East when he was there before 
he left for Tampa in that disastrous uh, fiasco. But we need to wake up and see, and there has to be accountability. I mean, your your kids are going to universities where they're uh, ripping you off so that they can pay for their stupidity and putting on a third-rate product on the football field. And their only hope is to play cream puff schedules like they're doing now so that they can uh, continue to look good. That's the uh, situation. And the $60 million that our illustrious school, Rutgers University, and others uh, are into. They care only about themselves. They care only about their sports and the hell with the students. Uh, the students, in their minds, uh, they could care less. And so that, as Beretta used to say, is the name of that tune. Well, that'll about do it for our show today. Thanks so much for joining us on Sports Beat Radio Talk and Sports, the Rutgers $60 million deficit. We'll have more to say about them, I'm sure, as uh, these things unfold. Well, of course, tonight the Kansas City Chiefs uh, take on the uh, Los Angeles Chargers in a very big game for the West, uh, the AFC West, which is pretty stacked with the four teams there. They're great quarterbacks. We'll see how that goes. And, of course, week two, seeing if the Giants can uh, continue their thrust forward and the hapless Jets can score some points. Sports Beat's been a presentation of Mountain Meadow Productions and Sports Beat Radio. And until next time, all of you have a great day and great sports. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Be safe. Be well.